Welcome back to what now is a East Coast, West Coast podcast. Dante, uh, this past week, myself out in the Palm Springs area, you hanging back on the East Coast and getting to see the Boston Scott guys in Philly. I tell you what, ETW is now not enjoy the walk. ETW is East to West. East to West Coast, <laughs> yeah. baby. What a week. It, it, that is a fact. That is uh, that is truth. Um, it was awesome to watch the stories. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it uh due to some covid scares so that kind of sucked but if there's anything that people can understand in 2020 and now 2021 (laughs) it's a covid scare it's something that especially you know being close with family members and and having some folks you know above the age of 50 above the age of 60 that are in your household i I don't blame you and i actually you know i I, like we talked off the podcast i understand and that's a precaution you're a smart man for taking those precautions yeah it kind of sucked i i decided not to go because you know i'm still still with my parents my dad's of of 65 plus age he actually just turned 68 not too long ago and then i did run into a potential uh contact COVID positive at work so i had to do my due diligence it couldn't be at like the worst timing Boy, i tell you possible. what it, it all and it all happened so fast didn't it like it was like all right monday I, we're all a go wednesday oh i don't know thursday hey i'm not going like it's and then it was like then, two it was like two hours later i texted you i was like <laughs> dude you're not gonna believe what just happened dude it was wild it definitely sucked not having you on the trip um it would have been an absolute blast to have you along with myself and trent and eric and all the guys we ended up meeting out at the palm springs golf championship uh seen the southern california golf academy but i want to get into this it actually kind of worked out in our favor uh, it you ended did. up not you ended up not being covid positive and that's, the that, yeah, that's, Scott that's, golf guys that's, opened right? their brand new store which you got to go yeah. to to the viewers i have i have no symptoms haven't had any symptoms and i do my due diligence and i was negative but yeah um boston scott they reached out to us said they had an invitation uh they invited a select group of people to come to their opening showroom um pretty much their headquarters uh where you know they're all their distribution goes because when you roll up it's basically like an industrial park um but you know luckily and it was great because they abided by all the social distancing guidelines wasn't too many people and whatnot so that wasn't really a risk factor there everybody did their did their uh, part did their due diligence was smart it was a great time so you know i was able to go and i was actually stoked about it when you know you reached out you said yo check out the email and i looked at it i said dude i can i said as long as my you know as as long as i'm good like i'll go and you know i drove up there it's just a little about a little bit about an hour um kind of like collegeville pennsylvania area north of uh, king of prussia and that's kind of like where they're headquartered uh, out and it, it was great to see um, it's great to see the guys because it wasn't it was what over it seems like two three years ago but it was only a year ago where we met up with them down in orlando 2020 has felt <laughs> like the longest most weirdest sci-fi film that just hasn't ended right you, you put it perfectly 2020 has been three four five years in itself yeah it, it was crazy but it was awesome to see uh, Stephen Hoffman, he um, is the, the founder and president of the company. It was awesome to see because when we first saw, uh, met up with them and they introduced us to their brand and what they had to represent, they, you know, they're out, they're, they're trying to, you know, be one of like the top brand uh, clothing apparel companies for golf. Um, it, what, and what's the coolest part about it is, is in, um, if you listen to our previous podcast and kind of the story behind Boston Scott 
is Steve kind of, uh, you know, his son plays, you know, junior golf. And I guess his son just kind of came up and was like, man, I wish there was something out there for like juniors to wear because it really wasn't necessarily, you're just going to, I don't know, your local store just to pick up whatever you can, that fits the, the youth clothing, uh, that's collared shirt or what. And he's like, man, I wish there was something for, you know, the juniors. And he said, well, why don't we start something? Why don't we come up with the brand? Why don't we come up with a product where, you know, we come up with designs that it's more generated to the juniors and it kind of just like blew up. And it, I mean, they have clothing for juniors, women, and men's apparel, like any factor of golf that you want to change your apparel. And what's great about it is, I like the, I guess the best way to describe their, their, their style is it's like low key loud. It is. And it's so cool. And I love the way you put that. The, the reason they founded it is just an epic story in itself. And to see them have the success kind of on that groundwork on that foot of junior golf being their kind of momentum builder um, back on episode 59 of season one guys like Dante said it, we had the founder Stephen Hoffman on the show we talked about the entirety of what Boston Scott golf is all about and when they've gotten to today um, but yeah Dante you put it perfectly it's kind of silent loud I guess is the way you said it because there's so much going on within these small patterns that they've got from far away. You can't really tell all the detail that's in the shirt. It kind of maybe just looks like a little dotted shirt or maybe a, a like, you know, a little striped shirt, but then you get in close and these stripes have all these details The the stripes become flowers or the, the little bit of variation in color becomes skulls that you can only see from like two or three that's, feet away. That's what I was going to bring up when we first met them down uh, in Orlando. One of the designs they showed us was this, uh, it was a, it was a green, green polo and from a distance it was kind of shades of green it was like dark green with a little bit of light green it was about three shades of green right and then the closer you got to the shirt that actually check out the design it was skulls all over the shirt so from a distance you know you had this clean cut three color uh green tier shirt but then when you get close it's that loud aspect that kind of uh what's the word just kind of exemplifies kind of like I don't know electric or however you want to describe it for the for the shirt itself and I thought that was something special and something unique that they really had and I was like you know this this could be because there's a lot of people that like kind of that that clean cut look but at the same time they like that loud look as well with the crazy designs and I think Boston Scott put that perfectly the two and two together and just sure. meshed it and For anyone who wants to go see what we're talking about, go to www.bostonscottgolf.com. Check out their Calavera shirt. This is the one we're talking about that's got the kind of, uh, I guess, background skulls in it. Uh, but what, like, like we said, when, when you're 15, 20 feet away, it just kind of looks like this two-tone shirt. But when you get in real close, you can see these skulls, and it's an epic pattern. And, and it's kind of what they're all about. Their, 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 mo their motto is really you can wear these shirts on and off the golf course. Better casual golf. Um, I believe is, is their kind of slogan. Um, and, and I think it's so true. I've worn their shirts tucked in with long, long pants on the course. And I've also worn their shirts to a cookout with shorts and flip-flops. You know, it, it's a great material that, that really does balance well. And Dante, I know you, you touched on this when we talked kind of over the phone, but they're coming out with some incredible 
uh, not only incredible shirts that are kind of building on their repertoire, but they're coming out with some other products too, pants, vests, and then things like that, that you were able to see firsthand at that showing. Oh yeah. So like when they started, you know, it was just kind of polos. Right. And now you go into the, I mean, it looked like a full, full fledged store when I walked in and we can get into that a little bit later, but yeah, they, they've grown their brand to where they can, you can be Boston Scott from head to almost toe. I wouldn't be surprised if they come down the road and they make shoes. Um, but yeah, they it started with the shirt. Um, the shirt's very unique. Uh, I think it's four button. Um, it's all sublimated. I have, we've discussed how, all, how much I've loved sublimation uh, products. It's like, it's, I think it's hands down. If you want to design, go sublimated the best way. Um, the way they, the way they describe the way the collar fits. I mean, it's just like, there's so much, it's crazy how much design goes into making quality apparel, but I mean, they got, they got the polos, they got, they got belts, they got hats. Um, they, they also have uh, quarter zips that they came out with not too long ago. And now they're introducing uh, outerwear vests. They're introducing, uh, they just got new line of pants. And I'm telling you these pants, they're clean, they're sharp. Um, you'll look good. I'm telling you, you can fall asleep. You can go to bed in these things. That's how soft and comfortable uh, the one I felt then they were sitting on the table. I mean, you, you'll look good wearing some Boston Scott apparel. Well, I tell you what, I mean, we, we mentioned it or you mentioned it when we met them in, in Orlando, there was not a, a whole lot of, I guess you could call, um, there was not a whole lot of representation of Boston Scott across the golf industry. They were so new just in January uh, before 2020 kind of, you know, put a damper on things. And, and if anything, I, I think, 2020 has been anything but a damper for Boston Scott. Uh, if you guys go back and listen to the podcast too, we talk about them signing Scott Piercy to a full deal. Uh, he's wearing all their stuff, hat, shirts, I'm sure pants um, as well. Um, and, and they've even started to get guys like Bryce Butler, the ex NFL player who we've also had on the podcast uh, before even knowing the guys out at Boston Scott, um, you know, talk about a small golf world uh, and a nucleus there, but they're, they're starting to sign a lot of guys to their, their quote unquote stable. Um, and I'm excited to see their growth here on out. You know, when, when you talk about a, a big, I guess, force in the industry, you look for pros or big item or big ticket people wearing this stuff. And another guy who they just signed, uh, you know, tor corn Ferry tour player, uh, Taylor made golf guy. Uh, and now, like I said, Boston Scott golf affiliated Austin Truslow. Uh, we're going to see him out on the corn Ferry tour for a full schedule this year. So when you talk about, the the power image of a, of a golf brand they're starting to build that repertoire yeah and they're just only going to get bigger and they're definitely going to be signing some other people um i'll probably leave it at that <laughs> i don't want to speak <laughs> too much on that um but yeah it, it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see it's it's amazing how much they've grown since the last time we met them um the quality of their product like we said i mean we have a few shirts i walked out with a shirt that night too i mean from the designs that we saw to the designs that they had mm -hmm. i mean I, the one i picked up like i just i was like this is per this is probably the perfect uh example besides the skulls one of that kind of subtle loudness uh that we were discussing not too long ago i picked up a shirt that was part of their augusta line i guess you could say their master's line it's uh it's a dotted it's a polka dotted it's basically a polka dotted um 
polo. I can actually go get it if we want to show the viewers on the uh, on the video aspect. But the dots are Georgia peaches. Oh, I love all it. across the shirt. Here, I'll go. I'll go get it. Here it is, Georgia peach. As you can see, it's not it's not crazy loud. It's pretty classy. It's whatnot. It looks like a polka dot white and orange shirt. However, when you look at it up close, they're peaches. Oof, that definition is so I good. Thought, I, I mean, like we discussed, it's for, it's, you know, a nice pop collar. So, I mean, nice clean collar here. We're going to talk then, about that collar for a minute. Because I know. Boston Scott and has one of the best collars buttons. in the game. And the four button is also so classy yet again, it, but it blends in with the shirt, right? Like if you don't look at it, it doesn't look like four buttons. It just looks so classy. And I mean, like I said, folds... they, have one, they have one of the best collars in the game. They stay firm. They stay fast to you. They don't bacon collar as a lot of these other, yeah. you know, industry, uh, you know, competitors do. I mean, no free ads, but dude, Boston Scott's making some of the best apparel in the golf game right now. Yeah. They are, and it's funny too, because like this is only but this is button two or, or like to the two spot. Mm -hmm. There's two still open, and it sits like flush. Like I mean, it's pretty much fresh out of the packaging, but that's how it's going to sit on your body. Um, and then if you do that, if you button it up and just leave the top button, I mean, it's pretty evenly. Because I know sometimes other materials are so flimsy mm -hmm. that they just like really fold. But I mean, the way like everything kind of sits, I know it's sitting on a hanger, but still looks great the way it, it just sits great. it just sits like upright and as if it's pressed just he just walked you through the boston <laughs> scott shirt so go to our youtube page enjoy the walk off podcast uh on our on youtube and, and go check out that shirt it really shows the definition and the quality of a product boston scott's given to you and like i said if you want to find it for yourself go to www.bostonscottgolf.com and go check it out um those guys are going to be around the industry for a very long time i got a great feeling about it no doubt. They got they're moving fast and, and be on the lookout for Boston Scott. They're gonna be up there for your leading competitors of high end uh golf apparel. Awesome, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, if you guys want to check out our own golf apparel, you can go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com for some of our limited release uh, items. We've we've kind of perused through the, the store here of late and, and into 2021, gotten rid of kind of all the non-necessity items. So we've gotten it down to a few select items in which we still have in the store. So if you guys want to get them before they're gone, Go check that out. Um, and then just be on the lookout. You guys can subscribe to on the bottom of the webpage as well uh, to get our newsletters as we release new limited option products. You guys can be on the newsletter to get those first. Uh, speaking of limited release products, Single Strap Society is still live. If you guys want to go sign up, uh, obviously on the same website, you can go check out Single Strap Society and follow us on Instagram at Single Strap Society to check out all of the, I think, coolest picks from our single straps, from other people's single strap carrying uh, days. So go check that out, guys. Um, it, it is going to be an absolute awesome follow here within the next year or so. So, Dante, we talked about your escapades on the East Coast. Uh, yep. Let's let's dive into where we're going to go with the second half of this uh, episode. Obviously, our interview coming up with Southern California Golf Academy co-founder Mike Mags. Um, that was our first stop. As soon as the wheels touched down, yeah, you Trent, had Trent picked me up. We went right to the range. I was about to say you did. You you just put the uh, foot on the gas as soon as you landed. I mean, you're already, I guess you can say, three hours ahead, yep. and you kind of went three hours back. So you're probably exhausted by the end of the day, but 
you know, I was trying to follow, follow the stories as much as I possibly could and hit you up and see kind of like where your next steps were. And it seemed once you got off the plane, you're like, yep, Trent grabbed me. We're heading to South, uh, uh, Southern Golf Academy. So, I mean, yo, I mean, I know San Diego is like a great hot spot for golf, but dude, as soon as you got there, I saw the story and the bays were filled. It was absolutely an incredible Completely. sight to see. Um, and, and as you hear, and as you will hear uh, from our ep- from our interview coming up next, um, golf might be in a better spot now in 2020 and in 2021 moving forward than it was when the quote-unquote tiger boom hit in 2002. Um, it's absolutely crazy. Clubs are flying off the shelves. They can't keep them in stock. And yeah, I, I would say there's close to 80 to 100 bays at, at the Southern California Golf Academy at the Carlsbad Golf Center. They were full. There were people standing in line to, to, to fill up a bay. Um, and, and Mike Maggs and his constituents, um, you know, the other guys that are teaching out there at the Southern California Golf Academy, they're booking seven to 10 lessons a day, full hour lessons. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. There's no time to eat lunch for these guys. They're so busy. Um, It was wild, dude. And yeah, like you said, we put the pedal to the metal early and went right out there. Um, And it was nice. It was a great introduction for me. I was able to hit balls before I even sat down with Mike. Um, So it was the perfect way to ease myself into the game of golf again after kind of having the clubs up on the shelf for about a month and a half, two months. Yeah, I was about to say, how did it feel to get some swings when you're not – figuring out a way to best lay yourself to keep yourself warm just in in like so rookie mistake a t-shirt i don't know if it's a rookie mistake but flying from philly to san diego i obviously had pants on because it was 30 degrees if that when i left philly at five o'clock in the morning um when i got to san diego i was sweating right off the bat i was sweating um so Next time, maybe take a pair of shorts for myself to change into right off the bat. I don't know, yeah. but dude, it felt great to get some swings it's, in with just a just a polo and some pants. I yeah, I I can I listen. I witnessed that too when uh, you know, when the family and I went to Hawaii. Basically, I was in jeans, boots, and like a sweater and like a heavy coat. And as soon as we touch <laughs> touch ground in Hawaii, it's like a, it's like eighty degrees, and you're like, oh shit sweating but that's that's awesome dude it's always good to you know get yourself in true golf weather because i know on the east coast that's i'll tell you what man that was like one of the i was just looking at those stories and looking at just following like the weather and seeing all the pictures that you had and at the facility man uh the weather was just so good so i mean so you step foot in southern golf academy i mean like you hit some balls what like what else they got? I mean, I, I know they have this huge teaching academy. Like what, like what's, give me the, give me the layout. Give me everything about this and facility. So here's the incredible thing, right? Um, the Carlsbad golf center is the whole facility, right? Southern California golf Academy is kind of just the right portion of it. It's like the right corner. So they don't have the whole range, but they've got their little, they've got their little space. They've got about eight to 10 spots. Um, on the right half of the range, and then maybe even four or five more um, as they come in lessons in this, that, and the other. But they've got this awesome teaching trailer, pretty much, that is their own. They're affiliated with the Golf Channel as well. Um, so their original founder, Devin Bonebreak, which I'm sure we'll get into um, within that episode with Mike Mags at the end of this show here. Um, but they, they have like this right side of the golf center, and they've got every teaching mechanical 
piece of drill work that you need. They've got everything. I mean, any any training aid that you've ever seen, they've got it. Any training aid that you might have ever thought of from like as something as simple as like a broom handle or a tennis racket, you know, to as complicated as like George Gankus's G-Box or, you know, the, the plane mate and they, they've got everything. So if you go to this facility looking to get better, you're going to get it. You're going to get the best treatment. But what I love about it all is they don't just dive right into your swing. Every time you start with a Southern California Golf Academy, the, the starting process is a 90-minute assessment. They put you on track, man. They break down your swing from top to bottom and everything in between and really set out a game plan to get better instead of just kind of taking your money and say, put on this training aid, it'll help you. They, they really break down your swing, your body type, your, you know, your mechanics and everything, and then figure out a plan in which to help you get better at golf. And I think that's something that separates them from a lot of these high-end golf academies. That's awesome to hear. So it's kind of like, you know, they dissect you as a, as an athlete per se, hundred percent, and then go into your swing and figure out, all right, how can we better that rather than saying, here's Rory McIlroy. We're going to make you swing like that, even if your body is not capable of his movements. That's that's the number one thing. And I'm pretty sure Mike Maggs talks about it in this interview, which I'm sure we'll get to here soon. So I don't want to take a lot of the points he's saying, but he does talk about that. He's like, I'm not going to make you try and swing like Jason Day or Rory McIlroy. If you don't have a body like Jason Day or Rory McIlroy, it's just not going to happen. No matter how hard I try, I'm not going to get someone who's 6'5", 250", to swing like five, seven Roy McElroy and vice versa. If you're a shorter guy, I'm not going to get you to swing like Mark Leishman. You know, it, it, there's, there's a fine balance of trying to get someone to quote unquote swing like a pro instead of getting them to just swing their absolute best with what they're working with. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess that's, that's awesome to see because like, it's like you always tell me and tell everybody it's like the swing your swing mentality, yep. but, and it's like better, but you're bettering that swing that you have rather than like you said, taking someone else's swing and trying to make that in your own, because that can completely ruin your game. It's just taking the inconsistencies that you currently have and how in the better. Cause at the end of the day, like you said, you've told me multiple times and those out there listening it's 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 how how do we better the scoring like how do we become more efficient at scoring like how do it's all about lowering the scores that's what we mm-hmm. want to do and especially when you're going out in a competing level like you said who gives a shit what you're looking like <laughs> when you're swinging the club but if you're if you're rolling in from 68s and 67s i think people are going to be like i want to know what that guy knows that i don't know and then you know you'll go from there so I guess before we kind of like dive into that portion of that, when you interview him, I mean, did you get any like quick lessons or anything? Try and try and, you know, so he was, so he was so busy. I didn't even have time to like, you know, jog his mind of like, all right, what am I doing? Mike, Uh, he was that busy. And that is so cool to see. And it's also what I love about, I mean, obviously that's his nine to five. And then some he's working from sunup to sundown teaching all day long. Uh, So no, I did not get to, uh, you know, rack the great mind of Mike Mags, but uh, looking back on it, I'm kind of kicking myself. I'm like, man, it might've helped me not shoot 88 the first day at at stadium course. If I, if I would have just uh, raggled his mind a little bit, you know, that was uh, some, some tough golf courses and also your same fault is when you don't pick up the sticks for a couple of months and mm-hmm. expect to go play tournament golf in a course that you never played before. I mean, 
and and we'll get into that too in the, in the next episode when we have the director of PGA West um, on the podcast. We sat down with him. Uh, well, actually, I, I sat kind of on the patio with him um, and, and talked everything PGA West. Um, we'll get into that as far as the the tournament side of of the Palm Springs Golf Championship in Thursday's episode um, when we air that and everything PGA West. Uh, but yeah, dude. One thing I did learn and one thing I think, you know, I can take home from this entire trip, um, give myself more than two days prep after not having the clubs in my hand for so long, give myself more than two days prep to get quote unquote tournament ready because we'll, uh, we'll have kind to of dive into that too. We'll have, we'll have to dive into that one too. Yeah. That, that, that'll be a good conversation. Amen. Well, guys, uh, that's it from us this week. Coming up next, Southern California Golf Academy founder and teaching professional Mike Mags. Um, you guys are really going to enjoy this one as he takes us through his little bit of history uh, as the head professional out at PGA West um, and how he got into the position at the Southern California Golf Academy where he is today. So, guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast. We're here at Southern California Golf Academy with Mike Mags. Mike, appreciate you joining the show. Uh, from what I see out there, it's a busy Saturday afternoon. Busy, busy. Everything is just going crazy right now in golf. Uh, if you're not doing lessons as a golf instructor right now, uh, maybe not that good. Well, I've seen your content. <laughs> Obviously, Trent's working with you in, 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 in doing a, a good job of getting the word out of all the lessons you're doing. Let's take it back before we talk about those lessons, though. How did you get here? What what brought you to Southern California Golf Academy? Ooh, uh, well, that's a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> I actually uh, got out of school and pursued some other avenues in my life, uh, company with my family and some other things. Uh, about age 30, I decided that, you know, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, not what I thought I should do, right? In there. So, yeah. So I actually was visiting my parents and saw a uh, something for a PGM program at Arizona. I'd already gone to college, so that didn't make any sense. But it, you know, got a light bulb that, holy cow, I could do that for a living. That seemed pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and decided to go to a golf college here in Temecula, Professional Golfers Career College, really using it as a way to network. I'd never been to California. I wanted to work in California because I'd been up in the Northwest in Oregon raining all the time and you know during the summer the the pros there would be busy 14 hours a day and then staring out the window in the rain in the <laughs> they seemed a little in, depressed in the off months huh? yes so i thought let's go to california where it's nice all the time and have an opportunity to teach and not be stuck out in the cold and uh went to the college it was fun you know it's got to play golf a lot and <laughs> learn about golf um got out of school uh got a job at a golf course making just a couple of bucks and not working very much, wondering, okay, what am I going to do next? And then got an opportunity to go to the Jim McClain Golf School at PJ West, which was actually the dream job. And now out. what year was that? That was 2009, 10, right in there. Gotcha. I think which it was, maybe nine. And, um, you know, they were trying to convince me to take the job <laughs> in the interview. And I was thinking, uh, I think they're trying to convince me to take the job. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was great and, and really kind of got in there towards the end of when uh, Jim and PJ West were kind of parting ways. So it, it actually kind of opened up some doors for me to be an assistant for only six months and then start teaching. And so I went over to the uh, – went from PJ West to the La Quinta Resort, their sister properties. Headed up there. This afternoon, excited to see it. Exactly, really great. And then we had a little academy there as well. 
and so I taught at PGA West a little bit and taught over there mostly. Split time was an assistant slash instructor. I uh, learned a lot from my uh, uh, director of instruction there, Denny Gray, um, and slowly then became just a full-time teacher. And I was a little older and done some things, done some sales, done some stuff. So I was able to apply those skills too and really kind of go after it maybe more than others might. Sure. Now for people that might not be too familiar, if they're just getting into the game, what the Jim McLean Golf School was, because oh, myself who followed the game for the longest of times know it's a really prestigious school. But for those who don't really know about the McLean Golf School, kind of tell us a little bit about what that was. Yeah, Jim, a famous instructor. He's always, you know, top three, four, five on the Golf Digest list and has been doing it for many, many years. Wrote a book called The Eight Step Swing, among many books. Uh, but he uh, started building up his academies, and his academies were really a um, a way for instructors to learn how to be an instructor, and that's really what that eight-step swing was about. It was like a manual to be a golf instructor. So being able to come through and, and go through the training there just gave me a, uh, you know, I looking back now, I was getting paid to do it, hmm. and of course I would have paid to do it. It was like going to a college. 100%. And so that was a big advantage. You see, boy, a lot of the top instructors out there now are, are Jim McLean disciples. It seems like it always filters back to the, to that Jim McLean version somewhere or the other. Exactly, exactly. So we actually have another instructor here, <clears throat> excuse me, Connor Johnson, who came from McLean, and my business partner, Devin Bonebreak, uh, great instructor. Uh, he is uh, from McLean. He's actually Jim's assistant for a while oh, no kidding. and came up through the system. So we can all connect. And then we, some of us separated and, you know, you tend to get your own style after that, you learn from all the other instructors out there, and every instructor ends up kind of having their own thought on the swing and what mm -hmm. they want to do and how they want to present it. Uh, but certainly, Jim was a major, major influence. Absolutely. On, and you mentioned it. connections. Obviously, Devin Bonebreak kind of being the other half of all of this. Yes. Talk us through that. Talk us through those connections and, and how it ended up bringing you guys here. Well, we actually uh, were encouraged when we worked for McLean to uh, follow each other on this thing called Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebook. Boy, um, what it has become. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, so we started doing that, and then we just sort of followed each other, and we were we were both sort of trying to go for it a little bit, and I'm watching what he was doing, and he was watching what I was doing, and then we slowly started to chit-chat a little bit. And then he was down in Texas at Jim's facility down there and decided to move to California, and he kind of mentioned it and was talking about mm -hmm. it for a little while, and then finally made the move to San Diego and I thought oh okay <laughs> he's going over right over San Diego that's where I want to live I was in the desert at the time which I love the desert but it was so on season off season mm -hmm. and you had to travel in the summer if you wanted to keep making money or try to hang on during the during the downtime so it wasn't feasible there to stay full-time or at least I didn't want to so saw him come over here and thought okay let's let's do it kind of stalked mm -hmm. him at a <laughs> at a track man um, seminar uh, I just knew he was gonna be there so I was gonna let's let's talk about this and sure. figure it out and you know we, we talked and, and the rest is history I, I came on four years ago he'd been open he founded it and was open for about a year mm -hmm. and, and then I came on and, and partnered with him and then about a year into it he got an opportunity to go up to uh, Rolling Hills okay. beautiful golf club up in LA and be their director of instruction and kind of gave him an offer he couldn't refuse mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity so I you know I encouraged him to go because I thought it'd be good for us in the long term and uh, gave me a chance to you know take this over and, sure. and kind of learn how to run an academy and uh, go through that process myself which I feel like I've 
and through the fire with it. Hey, but, almost uh, like another offer you couldn't refuse. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of what I wanted to do. And, yeah. and so uh, it's really worked out really well for us. And uh, he's been just killing it. He, he's actually uh, the latest golfer on Golf Pass, if anybody uh, follows that. Absolutely. A lot of great stuff on there. Uh, he's the latest uh, instructor anyway in his uh, newest video he just filmed yesterday. So. It's going to be Sweet. a so video series. Everyone go video. check it out. Um, you mentioned Golf Pass, the affiliation with Golf Channel, uh, and kind of their network of teachers. You guys are obviously affiliated with that. Talk us through how you got to be affiliated with that and kind of what you guys do to work back and forth with each other. Uh, Devin set that up. He Right when I was coming on, he had just uh, finalized it. We became a Golf Channel Academy. And they were, um, you know, it's very selective on who they'd pick. And they wanted to not have too many, you know, if you were in this area, you were – the golf channel academy in that area so we we're able to get on there and we've uh it's been it's been a great experience they've been helping uh, helping us with uh marketing and, and all sorts of different things and sure and also doing uh events where we do pro-ams whistling straights we went to he went to stream song the year before and we were supposed to go to pinehurst this year mm. wah, wah. Been, been a weird one this year no <laughs> doubt about it yes yeah, so that was a bummer we were definitely looking forward yeah to that, but, but uh, i mean speaking of things that made it might be weird i guess this year in a good way um we're seeing a boom in golf whether it's new golfers yeah. golfers coming back to the game talk me through that a little bit from what you've seen out there on the range yes it's uh it makes me look really smart and it's <laughs> doing the academy <laughs> but it's been it's been crazy people i think are really appreciating being outside obviously mm -hmm. with everything going on and just having something to do the golf appreciation gone up this is like the tiger boom mm -hmm. i don't know maybe more it's it's just bananas so we are out there putting a marketing out trying to you know gain as many as clients as we can and grow as much as we can while the boom is going and hopefully you know probably going to boom and sort of level out a little bit at some point but if we can keep those folks interested and in playing and yeah. teach them how to golf then they can be lifelong golfers absolutely instead of dropping off so sure i'm encouraged about the future of golf i love it um and, and when you're teaching these folks you know I, i've kind of been able to walk around and see everything that you guys are using talk us through a little bit about your setup of when someone comes to you what they're going to be able to get to use uh when they come to you for a lesson well, we start all our students off with a, a new student assessment. We, we want to know what their goals are, first of all. Mm -hmm. We want to know, you know what they can do physically. And then the key is understanding the pattern of their swing. Everybody's swinging in a pattern. They're, they're doing the same pattern essentially with every club. You could say they're literally doing the same swing with every club. And, of course, everyone comes to me and says, I'd like to be more consistent. <laughs> You're literally doing the same thing every time. There's nothing more consistent. But what they want is consistency at impact. So. Mm -hmm. There are patterns that are going to lead to consistency at impact, and there are patterns that are, are not. They're going to lead to just randomness uh, for the face and impact. So seeing that and being able to show them that, yes, you're doing the same thing with every club, and, okay, if we do this instead, mm -hmm. let's keep these parts, and then we need to you know, make some changes here, then we can have that consistency, and we'll do the same thing essentially for the golf game. And then we build them up uh, through that, and then – try to take them all the way through so they can get onto the course and, and be effective there as well. So we want to take them from where they are now all the way to the course and playing sure. better and lowering their scores. And Absolutely. Instead of just now, swing coaching. for a seasoned golfer, for the person who might have just had it before and lost it and you know is trying to find it again, um, are there any specific uh, training devices? Are there any specific drills or, or technologies you're using in particular uh, to kind of help these people get back on track? Uh, yes, uh, we use TrackMan, so that gives us a snapshot of what happened, and that and it makes it easy for them to understand where they are and, and, and really be get, get the beginning of the relationship between the, 
the path and the face. Mm -hmm. Very important to understand that. That's where the how the ball flies. So once again, understanding it is very helpful. And then we have uh, every teaching aid, <laughs> everyone that we think is going to be good. As every good golf instructor does. Yes, because teaching aids are perfect for the right person at the right time for the right thing. Right. And that no teaching aid is just the panacea, although the plane mate is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty outstanding teaching aid. If you have a chance to get one of those, I would, I would recommend it. I've, I've heard a lot of instructors kind of say the same thing, whether, you know, you're looking to fix one thing or looking to fix the other. It's a great fundamental start to centralize it all. Exactly. Exactly. That, it really helps quite a bit. And that's my philosophy, right? We're, I'm just trying to get people sort of in a zone, and then we can really get specific and talk about some things. But let's get them sort of golfing a little bit. Yeah. Get a nice symmetrical swing happening, get some timing to it. And then we can really dig in and, and see how far they want to take it. I've always understood um, if you get the base fundamentals down, you can kind of work with it. It's exactly. when someone's taught the wrong things, it's really tough to deconstruct and then put it back together. Exactly. Uh, it, people don't realize that they're going to have to deal with a couple of things. There's a uh, you know neural pathway. Your brain wants to do the same thing over and over. We're, that's what our brain does. Mm -hmm. So the good news is that, or the bad news is, it's tough to change that. That's why people are always trying to change how they feel in their swing, but they're not actually changing their mechanics. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're training them on how to practice, you know, giving drill sets of do this, this, and this, do this, this, and this, practice that for 30 minutes, and then go do putting and chipping. And that's an actual improvement instead of going out and just whacking balls. So taking people through that process can be very important to make sure they know how to practice. And people just don't know how to practice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I know you got another lesson to go to, so it's been a lot of fun to chat with you, sit down, get the backstory of this place. Um, it's packed out here. It's awesome to see. I know you said you've been packed pretty much since things have opened back up, um, and it's awesome to see for not only yourself, but the game of golf as a whole. So, Mike, really appreciate the time. Where can people go either watch you online, follow the Golf Academy, and kind of just interact, and even if they want to book a lesson? They can find me at uh, at Mags Golf all over social media, M-A-G-G-S. And the at SouthernCalGolfAcademy.com uh, is uh, the place to be. Or you can do uh, Southern Cal Golf Academy for all our social media. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, appreciate the time. As always, guys, get out there, carry your clubs, and enjoy the walk. And maybe just go see Mike Mags for a lesson. Now you're talking. <laughs> Thanks, man. One shot at a time.